I'd like to welcome all of you to worship this day um, as we gather across time and space and place. One brief announcement before we begin our worship service together today. Um, Our office administrator, our secretary, Rebecca Hurt, that some of you have known for the past six or so years, um, has moved on to a different job opportunity that better meets her needs. And so we thank her for her six years of work and service to our parish, and we wish her all the best as she moves forward in a different position. With that being said, you know, the office phone is still going to be able uh, to receive calls and all of that good stuff. Um, I am not always in the office depending on visits and other things like that. So if you need to get a hold of me, um, you know, do try the office phone. Um, but if I don't answer, feel free to try my cell phone which is printed in bulletins, it's printed in our newsletter, um, and if I don't answer it right away, my cell phone right away, I am probably in a meeting or with or out visiting somebody, but I will get back to you as soon as possible. And so we appreciate all of your grace as we uh, navigate this transition and start to find somebody else to be our office administrator. Um, And so, you know, please, please do continue to reach out for the things that you need. uh, But just know that um, they may not always, uh, getting a hold of me might take a moment or two, depending on, on what it is that I'm doing. And just a reminder that my day off is Friday. Um, So obviously, if there is an emergency, call me. Um, but the there will not generally be anybody in the office on Fridays at all. So just wanted to give you all that update. And once again, we thank Rebecca for all of her work that she has done for the last six years. With that, let us pause to prepare our hearts and our minds for our worship. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. 
as a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, with endless mercy, you receive the prayers of all who call upon you. By your Spirit, show us the things we ought to do, and give us the grace and power to do them. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading today comes from 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. When I came to you, brothers and sisters, I did not come proclaiming the mystery of God to you in lofty words or wisdom, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I came to you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. My speech and my proclamation were not, pl- were not with plausible words of wisdom, but with, but with a demonstration of the spirit and of power, so that your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on the power of God. Yet among the mature we do speak wisdom, though it is not a wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are doomed to perish. But we speak God's wisdom, secret and hidden, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the human heart conceived, what God has prepared for those who love the Lord. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For what human being knows what is truly human except the human spirit that is within? So also, no one comprehends what is truly God's except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit that is from God, so that we may understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. And we speak of these things in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual things to those who are spiritual. Those who are unspiritual do not receive the gifts of God's Spirit, for they are foolishness to them, and they are unable to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Those who are spiritual discern all things, and they themselves are subject to no one else's scrutiny. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct the Lord? But we have the mind of Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. 
But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So on the last Saturday in January, we had an all-council and all-committee gathering where together we shared joys, hopes, and concerns for this next year and beyond. And we started coming up with what this next year will look like for us as a parish. There is energy and excitement and realism about our life and ministry together. One of the themes that kept coming up was this question of how can and do we partner with other groups and organizations within our communities to share and support each other in our work and mission? That being a theme of the discussion is evidence of real and deep listening to the Holy Spirit. Because in it is this recognition that we are not an island. It's not Calamus Lutheran Parish versus the world. And our work and mission are not about us, but they are about God. And this is the epitome of our gospel text today. What we lose in the English translation is that all of the yous that Jesus says are plural. You all are the salt of the earth. You all are the light of the world. Jesus does not and will never ask us to do the work of the kingdom of heaven alone. And this is so contrary to what the world tells us about work and success, though. From a young age, we are taught that we alone are responsible for the things that happen to us in life. We alone are responsible for our grades, how hard we work and practice if we do or don't get a job, if we do or don't get a promotion. We alone are responsible for our successes and failures. The world loves to tell us that all things, good and bad, that we have that we have and do can be found just by looking at our reflection in the mirror. But that is not what Jesus tells us. That is not what God wants for us or for anyone else. That is not what the kingdom of heaven that Jesus is speaking about is like. And just like last week with the Beatitudes where Jesus speaks about the blessings not as ideals to be achieved, but as a reality that we live in right now, Jesus is doing the same about salt and light. You all are the salt of the earth. You all are the light of the world. This is who you are created to be. You cannot change it. You all are salt. You all are light. And we are not called to be salt and light on our own, but to be salt and light together. One singular grain of salt isn't going to do a whole lot. It's not going to affect the flavor of anything. It won't do much to help pre- it won't do much to help preserve something. One grain of salt on its own is easy to miss. One particle of light isn't going to do a whole lot either. It won't be enough to see by. You can turn it on or off and it's not going to make a big difference. One particle of light on its own is easy to miss. And while one grain of salt and one particle of light don't do a lot, you also don't need a lot of them together to be noticeable. A pinch of salt where there was previously none or the dimmest light in the darkest room makes a world of difference. 
and they only make a difference and are actually useful as salt and light when there's more than one grain and more than one particle, when there are many working together. And dear siblings in Christ, this is true for us. On our own, our work in the kingdom of heaven is hard. It may feel fruitless and unfulfilling. It may seem like no one notices. But when we join with others, no matter how few, it makes a world of difference. And we don't necessarily have to change the whole world, but starting by changing someone's world is enough. And even when we are serving God together, it is still easy to get caught up in measures and metrics of success. It's easy to wonder if we are doing enough, if what we are doing is good enough, if any of this means anything at all. And Jesus reminds us again that it's not about us. We are to do these things so that when others see them or experience them, they will give glory to our Father in heaven. This is about God and what God has done, is doing, and will do for the world in Jesus Christ. This is about God's love and grace and forgiveness for you and all the world in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus' death and resurrection free you from the world's lies about needing to do everything on your own and finding your enoughness and identity in anything other than Jesus. Jesus' death and resurrection free us to be salt and light in community together that God has created you to be. This is about what God is doing, and we are invited to participate with God in it, not because of who we are or what we can and can't do, but because of who God is and what God does for you and the whole world in Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We sing together now the hymn, Lord Whose Love in Humble Service. Whose love in humble service bore the weight of human need, who upon the cross forsaken worked your mercy's perfect deed. We, your servants, bring the worship, not a voice alone, but all consecrating to your purpose. Every gift which you impart. Still your children wander homeless, still the hungry cry for bread, still the captives long for freedom, still in grief we mourn our dead. As you poured in deep compassion, heal the sin. Hide and 
Living together in trust and hope, let us confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray together as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. May Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. And we go in peace to share the good news. Thanks be to God.